Like you said, my name is Pastor Jonathan, and I get the privilege of being a middle school pastor here at Westover Hills. And like you said, you might notice there are middle schoolers and high schoolers in the room. And one of the reasons why we do this is because they recently did a study, and they asked, what are the things that keep students in their faith once they graduate? And of the top five things, two of those things were this. One was intergenerational relationships. And what we mean by that is like life groups. When we have an adult who cares for God, loves God, and cares for them, their faith sticks and stays with them. So if you're in a room and you love God and you like teenagers, I want to invite you to feel free to join one of our teams, middle school or high school, feel free to join us. But one of the other reasons is intergenerational worship. And that's a moment where students get to see their parents worship. Students get to see what their parents, how they respond to the message. And that's why we have these moments throughout the year. And I'm just so thankful that we have a lead pastor that has a pulse on that and a lead pastor that encourages that. So would you mind, would you give a hand clap for Pastor Jim for allowing us to do this this month? Like we said, my name is Pastor Jonathan, and uh, my, I'm with my wife. And my, my wife and I have been married for eight years, getting ready to celebrate nine years in the future. We have one daughter, thank you. We have one daughter named Gracie, and we have a baby boy on the way. We found out the day before my birthday, it's a boy, and I'm not ready. All right, so we're, we're going we're gonna to get uh, ready for today's series. This series that we're doing this month is called Finish Strong. And what we, what we want to talk about and what we want to engage with you about is the fact that this year we've been saying we want our families to be stronger, to be closer to God, to be closer to each other. And one of the ways that we, well, we do that is by really focusing on relationships and focusing on God in that process. And what we decided is we want to finish the year strong. We want our relationships with our family members to be stronger by the end of the year and us to be closer together. So that's the title of this series, and we're going to jump right into it today. We're going to get into our verse, which is Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Are you ready for God's word? Yes, you can turn to Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. As you're turning, quick disclaimer, um, I, I'm, just a, I'm just speaking to you, so I expect you to engage with me and speak back, say amen, gloria adios, whatever you want to, just as long as you're joining in with me. And you're going to notice that I'm probably going to sweat a lot tonight because I have my trendy jacket, all right? But don't worry, I'm not dying. All right, let's jump in. Luke chapter 10. Verse 38 through 42, here's what it says. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had been made. That had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do this work all by myself? Tell her to get up and come and help me. And Jesus replied, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed and indeed only one. Mary has chosen which is that which is better and it will not be taken away from her. The title of my message today is recalibration, recalibration. So help me preach real fast. Help, touch the person next to you and say, neighbor, we're recalibrating today. We're recalibrating today. 
Now, listen, that neighbor was already focused on the Spurs and Lakers game. I saw it. Look, we're going to get out in time. Touch the other neighbor. Say, other neighbor, I don't know what it means, but we're recalibrating today. We're we're recalibrating today. I know that you can tell this by my burly beard, but I consider myself to be a manly man, right? And one of those attributes is that I think that I'm really good with directions, like, I think you just dropped me in the middle of the city. And I kind of know where I can go. Like, don't call me Pastor Bear Grylls, but I think for the most part, I know where I can go and how to get there. But if, if I were to confess to you today, there are a few times that I need Siri, just to be honest. And uh, sometimes that works great, and sometimes that works terrible. Uh, have you had this happen where you, you put in a destination into your phone, you put in a destination to your maps, and you get ready to go, and you're like, oh, five minutes, I can make that, and you get ready to go, but you can't tell whether you're supposed to start to the left or to the right. Have you had that happen? And you're like, what is happening? The series like, go southeast, and you're like, oh, that's great. <laughs> if I knew where that was, I wouldn't need you, Right. I remember, I remember one of my very first year, my very first year in San Antonio. I had this moment in which a family had invited me to officiate their wedding, and I wasn't super familiar with San Antonio. And they said it's going to be at this church. It's going to be about thirty minutes from where you live. So all I did is I typed in the church's name into my phone, and I was supposed to show up to the practice the day before. And I type it in. I'm like, oh, thirty minutes. I got forty minutes. It'll be great. I head out there. Once I get out there, there's no one at the church. And so I'm knocking on the door, and no one's there. And finally, one of the maintenance crews comes and is like, what is going on? And I was like, I'm looking for a wedding reception that I'm getting ready to be a part of, something that we're preparing for. And they're like, there is no wedding happening here this weekend. And suddenly my heart drops. And I was like, but isn't this so-and-so church? And he goes, yes, but you're in Shirts, Texas. There's the exact same name of that church in Southwest San Antonio, right? So now I'm like an hour away, needless to say, I did not make the practice. But this is so frustrating when you have a moment in which you're depending on something, but you don't get to the destination or you don't know where you start from. And sometimes when we have these moments in our phone, we think that it's saying recalculating. That's only if you start going the wrong direction. Really what happens is it's recalibrating. In order for the map to provide for you the correct thing to do, it needs to first know where you are and second know where you're going. And if you don't have those two things correct, what happens is you'll end up with frustration and you'll end up with worry. And I want to say today that this is the tenor of our text and that if we're not careful in this season, if you and I are not careful about how we're going to finish this race for the rest of this year with our family, what can happen is we can choose the wrong destination. We can actually choose a distraction to be our finish line. Point number one is it's easy to choose a distraction to be our finish line. This is what's happening as, as Jesus begins to walk in and he's going towards J- Jerusalem and he stops at a city, a village named Bethany that's a a couple mile or half a mile away from Jerusalem. And the first thing that we can note is Jesus is not by himself. He's with his disciples. And as he's with his disciples, one of the things that we think is when when the Bible says disciples, we immediately think either it's his three or it's his 12. But the truth is that sometimes Jesus had 70 disciples with him at one moment. 
And so as he's coming into the city and he's looking for a place to stay, he's coming with the posse. He has many people with him and he's looking for somewhere to stay. And a woman stands up and says, you can stay with me, Jesus, and her name is Martha. One of the things that we know about Martha is Martha is a widow and she has two siblings, one of them being Lazarus, the same Lazarus that Jesus in six more chapters would raise from the dead. And the other one is Mary. And so Jesus comes to Martha's house And she's excited. What we know from culture and what we know from Jewish history is that when a rabbi comes into your city, they say, you are blessed when he comes to your house. So there's a lot of pressure, a lot of people, and she wants to make things right. She has the right intentions. What we find is she has the wrong finish line, the wrong goal, the wrong direction of where she's heading. And you can find this in the verse, it's verse 38. Here's what it, excuse me, verse 40. It says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do work by myself? Tell her to help me. Tell her to help me. And if we were honest today, I think some of us would confess that in this season, we have chosen the wrong finish line. We've chosen a distraction rather than the main thing. Just like Martha, who has chosen the preparation for Jesus over sitting with Jesus. And I, and I, just, I just love the truth of this because I think for some of us, if you were honest and you're in a room and maybe your distraction this season is that during Christmas time, your extended family is coming to your house. Yay, right? And now you have to prepare. So now you're stressed about the cleaning and the cooking and you have to have the perfect tree because you know they're going to comment on the tree and you have to keep preparing all these different things and the distraction becomes the finish line. Or for some of us, maybe you're in college in a room and you know that really your main distraction is finals. Coming up is this professor who is waiting for you And when you step into his classroom, he's going to make you write a 30-page essay of material you never studied, right? Like that finals is coming, and you're saying, that is the goal and the distraction of my life, the finish line. And what if in our lives we've made the thing that's not the main thing the main thing? We've made distraction. Maybe you're like me and we have a baby that's on the way and it's unexpected, but it's coming quickly and we have to prepare the house and and create everything. What I love about Martha is Martha's just real about it. Martha looks at Jesus and is like, hello, can you help me here? Looks at, at Mary and is like, must be nice to be able to sit down at the feet of Jesus. I mean, and I know, I know I'm like the same way, right? I'm not the only one who goes on the social media and is scrolling and is like, mm, must be nice to be able to go on a Christmas cruise, right? <laughs> or you're scrolling and, and, and you're like, I don't know, must be nice to have the perfect family with the perfect picture and the perfect. My wife and I tried to take pictures with our daughters this past weekend with our daughter. It did not work out. <laughs> she is old, she's two years old. She's mobile. She's running. We're on a bridge. She's trying to jump off the bridge, right? Our, it didn't work. And, and, and I couldn't help but look at everyone else's pictures and say, must be nice. Must be nice to see your family have time to sit around and drink champurrado and have fun together. 
You didn't know I knew what that was, did you? No. Listen, my wife makes the best champurrado. If you don't know what it is, it's like really good hot cocoa, all right? So, so we, we have this moment where Mary is looking and she's distracted and looking at everyone else's perfect life rather than the main thing in front of her. It's easy to get distracted in this season. It's easy to not want to finish strong because maybe we're, we're focused on the, run, the wrong thing. And here's what I want to say to you. Is I think if Jesus were speaking to us today and just being open and honest, he would say to us, choose the better finish line. Choose, choose the better finish line. This is what he says to Martha in the very next verse as he's talking to her, Luke chapter 10, verse 41 through 42. He's, he's replying to Martha. She had this moment where she's frustrated and he says, Martha, Martha, which shows that he's not yelling at her. He understands that she's confused. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. Can I just say this? If you make a distraction, your main finish line, you're going to end the season worried and upset. And Mary, or Martha finds herself worried and upset. And, and, and Jesus continues, says, but few things are needed indeed and mainly only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it won't be taken from her. Mary has chosen what is better and it won't be taken, taken from her. Note this, that Jesus isn't mad at her. Jesus is saying, what you've chosen is good. That thing that you made, the main thing, that's a good thing. It's a good thing to want to provide for your family. It's a good thing to have moments with your family this year. But is the best thing that or is the better thing to direct your family's heart towards Jesus? It's good to have these different things in our lives that we can focus on. But the better thing is Jesus. That's why I love this, this, this song, Beautiful Name. The number one goal in our life and the number one point of this season right now is the fact that the God who created the galaxies became man for you and I. And instead we get distracted by our man-made gods that we have in our lives. And I wonder if he would say, Martha, Martha, those are good, but you've missed the better. The great God says, I am what is better. So there's two ways, two ways that we can finish strong this year. Two ways that we can recalibrate and refocus on our family this year. And the first one is this. The first one is know your current location. Know your current location. Like we said, recalibration means you have to know your destination, but you have to also have to know where you are. Can I ask you a question? You don't have to answer out loud. But where are you this season? Are you just more focused on loneliness that you're experiencing? Maybe you went through a tragedy this year. Maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe you've been through a divorce. Maybe you're a single parent. And you're just focused on the fact that you don't have what you used to have. And that's a good thing because you need to surrender that to God. But, but is that the best? Where are you? Are you focused on stress? Are you focused on the frustrations in your life? Are you, are you focused on the things that distract us? Know your current location. This is what Jesus says when he looks at Martha and says, you are worried and upset. He's saying your current location is nowhere near where it should be. But it's okay. You can recalibrate. 
you can refocus on the better, on Jesus in this season. And the second thing is this, once you know where you are and where you should be, stride towards the one thing. Stride, give your life to, stride to, direct your family to the one thing. Wherever you choose to go, parents, your family will focus on. And if in this season you choose to focus solely and only on gifts, gifts aren't a bad thing, but if that's all that you focus on, that's all that your family will focus on. But if you choose to focus on the better, you'll end with a strong family. I remember it was probably my ninth grade year that I had asked my mom for a couple gifts for Christmas. I think one of them was like a Nintendo GameCube and these other different things that really show how old I am. But um, I remember of all the list, she met with me before we opened up gifts. And she said, listen, Jonathan, I, just, I don't want you to be disappointed in me. I just have only one gift to give you this year. It's the only one, really, I could afford these other things, but I thought this was the most important. And so I go to the tree and I pick it up and I open it and I tear it open. And it was a study Bible. And I was like, it's an avocado. Thanks. Right? Like, <laughs> I was like, this is great, mom. This is really great. And I really did appreciate the gift. But in the moment, I don't think I appreciated it as, as much as I should have. And now I'm looking back on my life. This is the Bible that she, that she got me. And the Bible was an apologetic study Bible. And as I began to get into this specific Bible, this is what piqued my interest into theology. And in three weeks, I'm graduating with my master's in apologetics. And that started from this Bible. And I'm not advocating to throw all your gifts away, right? Don't throw them away, bring them to my house. No, I'm not advocating that. What I am saying, though, is what you choose to focus on could be the better. Everyone stand with us. What you choose to focus on. What if you had intentional moments? You see what Mary was doing? Mary wasn't having a passive relationship with God. Mary wasn't just sitting on the side, not doing anything. As a matter of fact, that term sitting at the feet of Jesus is the posture of disciples at the feet of a rabbi. She was having an active, engaging relationship with Jesus because she knew that was the better thing. What if in this season you chose to have an active relationship? You chose to say, yes, we'll do gifts, but guess what? We're also going to do a Devo as a family. Yes, we're going to focus on times with friends and those things, but we're also going to redirect our hearts to the better thing, the better finish line. Let you know where you are and you know what the finish line should be. You can strive for it and God will begin to recalibrate your life towards him. Eyes closed and heads bowed. Maybe you're in a room and you're saying, Pastor Jonathan, that is me. I need to recalibrate. I need to put my focus on Jesus for my family's sake. No one said that you focused on the wrong thing. It might have just been a good thing versus the better thing. If that's you and you're saying, I am choosing today to focus on the better in that season. When I count to three, would you mind raising your hand? One, two, three, right now if that's you. Amen. Amen. Would you put that hand over your heart and allow me to pray for you? 
Dearly Father, I pray for every person who chooses to recalibrate. Father, truly all we're doing is surrendering our desires and surrendering the future of our children, the future of our lives and the future of our spouses and our relationship with them to you and saying we choose what's better. We choose to put you first and make you the first priority above everything else. Give us the boldness to do what we know that you're probably calling us to do. Give us the strategy to know how to do it well. And Father, once we know what the finish line is, once we know the thing that probably wasn't the great finish line and we know what the better is, help us to strive towards that and run towards that. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen and amen. Would you give a hand clap to everyone who raised their hands? We're proud of you. Thank you so much. You are dismissed. Have a great evening.